do what the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. Absolutely. I am Spike Lou on the same social sites. Holla at your boy, boy, holidays right around the corner. How you feeling? Man, I'm ready for this Thanksgiving dinner, dude. I ain't gonna lie, I've been craving that shit for the last two weeks. You're cooking Thanksgiving dinner? Absolutely not. I'm picking it up. <laughs> picking it up. It's hilarious. Yes. Where are you getting it from? Uh, we're just getting the turkey. We're getting the uh, we're doing a fried turkey, Cajun fried turkey. I forgot what we're getting it from though. Damn. I heard them. I heard them Popeyes joints was a one. I didn't know they had turkeys. Yeah, they said some Cajun fried turkeys. I heard they was a one. Damn, I ain't know they had no no bullshit. I ain't know they had them. I, I what the fuck? I don't know where we getting ours from, but and then uh, everybody, the family making the sides and shit. So yeah, I'm fired up. I swag. I'm not having a traditional Thanksgiving. I'm gonna be out of town, so I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna go to a restaurant. I went to the Cowboys game for my birthday, so I'm gonna be in Dallas. Do I ain't gonna do the traditional thing. So hopefully, I can find something good to eat. Who the uh, who the Cowboys playing? Oh, the Raiders going to that Cowboys Raiders game, man. Gonna tap in and see how that looks in person, man. Hopefully, get off that skid, but uh, I'm excited. Dope nah, a, it'll be an L. It, it, the same, the same way the L looks on TV, it's gonna look like that in person. Not coming from the dude who team just lost to the Vikings, Kirk Cardiac Arrest Cousins out here in these streets. Uh, but no, the people are not here for sports. I do appreciate the birthday wishes. You can go in and get them off right now. It is Friday, the 26th. Mark it on your calendars, folks. Absolutely. Uh, this week. Our annual, guess who's coming to dinner? We invite people to the on-deck hypothetical Thanksgiving dinner. This is a fun time. People that we would like to have conversations with just based off the stuff that happened throughout the years or that we've always wanted around uh, to have some hip-hop conversation. But before we get there, Jay Prince came through and he squashed the Kanye and Drake beef. We want to know, is that a big deal? Dr. Dre's earnings were revealed. Any surprises on that list for you? And Will Smith, he wanted to do a versus battle with LL Cool J. Mm. But first, any updates that we have on the untimely death of rap superstar Young Dolph? Uh, we wanted to share with you and then move on from those. Yeah, <clears throat> Shout out to everybody who uh, hit us up about the uh, impromptu uh, mini episode that we did last week regarding uh, the situation, appreciate that. Got really good feedback about that. It's unfortunate that this is uh, what it took to do an impromptu episode, but we felt it was necessary. Um, there is an update in terms of allegedly they have found the getaway vehicle. Um, what's so crazy is, though, at the same place that they found the getaway vehicle, there was a shooting that, like, later on that day at the same house. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on in Memphis, but... um. You know, and then the social media is doing, you know, Instagram doing their job. Let them tell it. They done found who did it and they putting it on a bunch of people, man. People got to be careful with that shit because you could be very wrong in your assumptions and get somebody else fucked up for no reason, man. So, um, you know, it's just unfortunate, man. Not a ton of details. Apparently the police still working on it, but they allegedly do have to get away car, which is big. That is big, man. Hopefully whatever needs to happen from that happens. Um, the internet sleuthing ain't going to go away, though. It's big, no, it's man. It's big. And I, not even just in hip-hop culture. This is period with true crime and all of these, like, things being solved online. People feel like they're a part of the case. Uh, not any different uh, with, with Dolph. Different rumors and speculation going around. Just do your Googles. We don't want to spew any speculation on our platform. Uh, but an unfortunate event. Uh, they allegedly, like you said, have the pictures, some shootings. At the memorial happened. They arrested those guys yep. uh, that were shooting at the memorial. So, um, just how they just, find them so quick though? It was on their ass, man. Uh, I, it was a lot of people there though, so they probably just oh, okay, them, okay. You no, know, they was over there, and I think it was a heavy police presence already oh, there. Yeah. But uh, man, just again, unfortunate event. I hope the best works out for Dolph and his family throughout. Excuse me, for his family through the holidays. And I uh, just continue to strive past uh, bad events like this. Yeah, I saw a bunch of stuff online and I, who knows whether it's true or not, but I saw that he owned a lot of properties in Memphis. And I remember him talking about this before. He said he buys his kids 
properties for their birthday and stuff. So then maybe that has something to do with that. But um, if if so, that's that's super dope, man. He seemed like he had his ducks lined up and that he was planning for the future and planning on when he wasn't going to be here. Don't think he actually thought it would come this quick, but uh, it seemed like he got his shit in order and he was playing chess out here. One of the great things uh, from this is you do get to see the business acumen of Dolph everywhere. A lot of the places that have been sharing his content have not only been big up in the music and doing the streams because he owned his masters, but also all the business stuff. I saw the story, like you said, he said he owned over a hundred properties in Memphis and he bought one property for each one of his childs on each of their birthdays. Yeah. Like that's fire. That's dope. I hope that the legend continues to grow uh, from young Dolphin. It was just an unfortunate event. Absolutely, man. Moving on, you alluded to it earlier. Jay Prince has officially got Kanye and Drake to squash their beef. They were seen at Drake's house, all three together. They then announced a benefit concert for uh, Larry Hoover to free Larry Hoover, where Kanye and Drake will be in attendance performing, allegedly. My question, Jay Prince squashing this Drake and Kanye beef, big deal, little deal or no deal? Huge deal. Huge deal, especially with the unfortunate and untimely events of Dolph that we just got done speaking about, even though we know, as Kanye West said, this is a professional rap beef and we never expected it to come to shootouts or blows. But to see them two standing there after all the animosity has been put out over the last couple of years, that is dope. That is dope to have someone from the South representing Jay Prince to put that together. And the cause is dope as well. Like, I love to see what comes from this. I love to see how many benefit concerts that it takes or how the two biggest, probably most influential artists in the world going free Larry Hoover. What does that equal? What does that equate to? Does it equal freeing Larry Hoover who has uh, been up and been up and you know wanting to get out of jail since shit the 20 30 years for the last 20 30 years they've been talking about they were going to release him from jail so i'm interested to see where this goes how these two guys can play nice together again i think it's a huge deal and i think it's an even bigger deal that jay prince the person the the godfather uh grim reaper of hip-hop was able to play such a pivotal role and now we get to see how powerful hip-hop is and how they can work on behalf of larry, larry hoover yeah it's definitely a big deal and and it comes off and i know this is weird because the you know when you when yay read off the shit when he was standing next to um to um jay prince it looked a little weird like he was kind of forced like it looked like he was reading a ransom note and then it's got them two. the looks on their faces weren't like super ecstatic but then drake showed them later on kind of like kicking it or whatever blah 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 my whole thing was i do believe that those two were getting on each other's nerves I, we're not gonna say beef that's a stretch we know it's not that serious but i do believe that they, they, they were getting on each other's nerves but i also believe in the like in their heart of hearts they really are fans of each other and they fuck with each other they would just get on each other's nerves and, and, and Jay Prince know that shit. And he saw like, man, it, like, yo, this is becoming stupid. Let's flip this and turn this into something positive. They've got the benefit concert going down in LA next month. Full disclosure. I was definitely looking at getting tickets. Cause I want to be in the building and they were ridiculous. What's ridiculous. Like three, 400 for the nosebleeds. Not, nah, not nah, for like the 100 section. I ain't got 400 for that. I ain't, I ain't got that. That's for a Drake and Kanye concert? I ain't you, got you think it's a show? If it was in, if it was in Atlanta, maybe, but I can't fly to LA to then pay three, four, five hundred dollars. And then with fees, yeah, bro, that's these like are your favorite two artists, arguably, of all time, right? Agree. Facts. That's worth four hundred dollars. I don't know what I'm gonna get though. Like this what isn't you, the Calabasas tour. This is oh, it's a benefit show. What is that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> they gonna do a telethon on stage, nigga. Like, what does that mean, hey, bro? This the perfect nigga to hold a benefit show to Joe Jay Prince. Like, what you gonna do if he jack you out of four hundred? <laughs> you, you gonna do? You gonna go? You gonna make a uh, IG post so he can come find you? Come on with the four hundred. That's tax. You do a Yelp yeah, review I, on rap a lot, nigga. Like, what you what he gonna do, dude? Yeah, I, I yeah, that is. I would it's too up in the air, list. bro. I need a set list or something, but that, that's a big concert. That is that I, I feel like that'd be big. And if anybody can put together Jay Prince and like again, what they can do just showing 
hey, man, we put our differences aside for this one cause. I think it can go a long way for the uh, possibilities of hip hop in the future, for, for getting things done for the culture, getting things that we need done and, and not being not having a lot of ego and doing this petty beef shit as much as we have been in the past. So I feel like it's a, it's a really big step, even beyond just them two doing it. It goes for, it sets the example for a lot of artists out there, a lot of movements and a, a lot of people and egos to see, man, we can coexist in the same space, even though they try to tell us that we can't. Yeah. I still ain't got 400 for them tickets though. I still don't. No. I can't do it. Not if I, not if I have to fly to LA I got to get an Airbnb and I got to pay 400 a seat nigga for two. Like, nah, it's if doing, it was it's a doing legit, if it was a legit Kanye and Drake show though, you, you would have 400, right? If it was, if it was a legit Kanye and Drake show and it was on some one night only shit, meaning they're not nah, coming nah, here was to a tour. What if it was a tour? It just didn't come to Atlanta. Like the closest it gets to here is like, which would be unbelievable. But let's say it comes to Miami and Houston okay. and LA. Like Miami, yeah. Houston, L.A., New York. Which one you going to? Uh, I'm, yeah, Miami. Miami tickets cheap as hell from Atlanta, though. <laughs> Nigga, you go to Miami for nothing, dude. That is a fact. It's so I, mean, I might go. I, I might would fuck with that one. Though. Okay. The Miami one for four hundred dollars. Maybe. Nosebleeds. Oh fuck no! Them tickets are doubling in Miami. The flight not be might not be expensive, but Miami. But I'm not paying four hundred for nosebleeds for nothing but the Super Bowl, bro. <laughs> fuck that! I pay four hundred for the Drake Kanye for for the Super Bowl just to be real. Like, I want to see like if it's my it. boys, like I want to see. I want to be like in in the crib with the big boy flat screen and comfortable. Like I ain't, I don't want to be like what? It, I'm not trying to be stressed at the Super Bowl, dude. I want to see that, especially if it's my been twenty fucking years, nigga. Oh, don't worry. I'm watching, I'm watching that at the crib. You, you ain't got to worry about a thing. It's not gonna happen. Bro, y'all just lost to the Vikings, dude. Your, your quarterback foot about to fall off. <laughs> don't don't worry about us. It's a scenario you do practice. not have to worry. About. Nah, if it was a Super Bowl, though, I'm I'm going. I'm watching from the crib. I would pay for a, a Drake Kanye like concert before I do. The Cowboys Super Bowl, just because Spoiler. I want to see my boys from the crib. Spoiler alert: If my Packers make it to the Super Bowl, I'm I'm in person this year. I'm there, 2021 in LA. 2021 in LA. I'm there. Eight hundred dollars. I mean, excuse me, bleeds. 2022. My bad. That's next year. Eight hundred dollar nosebleeds for the Packers. I'm in there. I, I, I would just, I would just pay two thousand dollars for a decent seat. Then that ain't worth it, though, man. It you is for see. me. It's once in a lifetime, bro. I'd rather go to Lambeau Field. I'd rather go to That's, like a playoff game and freeze my ass off in Lambeau to say I did that before I, I can see that. I just I, I don't know. I, if I'm we in the Super Bowl, I want to be rooting from the crib. Uh yeah. but yeah. It won't happen. Probably, Carry yeah. a pipe dream, man. Back Probably happen this year. Probably happen <laughs> this year, and I'll be in LA going against my word. <laughs> Speaking of LA. <laughs> Speaking of LA, Dr. Dre revealed here latest in his court appearance where he's going through divorce with his wife. What his monthly expenses were, because you have to do those sort of things when you're going through a divorce. Animal Brown, as you look through these expenses, did there anything that jumped out to you from the beginning? Nigga, everything. <laughs> Nigga, <laughs> first of all, not even just expenses, but also income. They said he makes $230,000 a month. Uh, that's number one. They said in his bank account, he has $73 million. No, excuse me. He has $182 million say, in cash, dude. So you read that wrong. Yeah, no. Man's I'm, got $180 million in his checkings and savings. Which my is apologies, Drake. $182 million in the ATM right now is fucking bananas, dude. Um, he just, he's got $6 million in stocks. He's got $270 million in property. Uh, he just sold $73 million in Apple stock. Dude, all of that is fucking crazy to me. However, this is what I always like to look at when we look at stuff like this. I always want to see what people's expenses are. What is coming out? We know Dr. Dre getting to the bag. I understand that. What does he have to come out of pocket every month? He says he spends about $3 million on mortgages, $7 million on quote-unquote gifts, and $156,000 a year in health care. What the fuck costs one hundred and fifty six thousand dollars, dude? What is he LeBron. buying, nigga? Fountain of Youth juice he did a shots. LeBron treatment. The LeBron treatment. 
Oh, he getting the hair, he getting the hairline. And shit. The hair, but you know, LeBron do the whole body, little thermal sleep thing. Like he getting all of that shit done. But you left one part out that stuck what's, out to me. Was that this nigga spends twenty thousand dollars a month on groceries? That's nuts. What are you eating, dude? How is that possible to spend twenty racks a month on groceries, dude? $248,000 a year on grocery. <laughs> Nigga got the snack snacks, dude. <laughs> How is that possible to spend 20 racks on groceries a month? That's ridiculous. God, listen, this nigga expenses are ridiculous. Do 21,000 for the cell phone? How? <laughs> How do you spend 20,000 on cell phone bills, dude? He who are you talking? Are you calling <laughs> aliens, nigga? Like, who are you talking to, dude? He paying everybody in the hood sale bills. That's a whole network company on that goddamn sale plan. That's a state. That's a whole state of cell phone bills, nigga. Twenty thousand a month in groceries is nuts, bro. That's a lot. And that's groceries are high. Like, I look at the shit that I spend on groceries and be upset almost every month. But twenty <laughs> racks. That's crazy. Hey, dude. Listen, 182 million in the in the bank account. Like, what do you go? Like, what do you do? Like, why am I even out of the bed, dog? Like, why why I didn't even get up? Why am I out? Why do I have on clothes? Why did I brush my teeth? Why did I do anything, bro? I got 180 in the bank, bro. That explains why you never see him. One. Exactly. And two, any nigga spending 20 racks on like groceries a month, I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. In front of the TV with yep. the game on. Yeah, you can come through. We chilling. <laughs> Plenty of food. You can come through. We chilling. I ain't going nowhere, nigga. Yeah, we still working on detox. Eating these groceries, nigga. All of these, all of this fresh fruit, nigga. Come on. <laughs> nigga, you know what you got to buy at the grocery store to spend 20 racks a month, dude? If, if you got yeah. 20000 a month on groceries, then you might as well just buy a, a Whole Foods and have just it. Buy, yeah, you might just get Publix and just have the whole shipment and just walk in that motherfucker when you go and just like, do whatever it. you want. I need to just build one next door. Yeah like, yeah, like you need a Publix next door to you and it just be yours. And then you just walk in and just grab shit and walk back to the crib. <laughs> you got little workers in the yeah. hand. Hey, Dre, how are you today? <laughs> People stocking and shit too. That's nuts, man. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Dre. I don't know what all this means in terms of how much he's gonna have to come out of pocket. And I, I would love to get like an entertainment lawyer on the show to break some of this shit down, dude. Does this mean he's hiding shit? Cause you know how some people do. They be like, yeah, I got thirty thousand in the in the bank account. And they really got like offshore accounts and shit. Do Dre got one hundred and fifty million in an offshore account too? Like, I like, how does this work, dude? Dre, it just sounds like he needs some some money management. Like from everything that I've ever heard, having that much in the bank account is not a good idea, right? I mean, yeah, like, I mean, because it ain't doing shit. Account. Yeah, like that's not a good idea. If you got one hundred and eighty million a guy, but then again, it goes so like, what else did he got somewhere else? Then? Like, that's nuts. If you just got that sitting in the bank account, like, I ain't even got to worry about it. This money ain't got to be making no money or nothing. It's just like, I'm kicking the shit. I got to go to the ATM. This ain't even like last end of the road money or I got to invest or double it money. This is like, oh, I got 180 million. So that's, that's insane. Um, what else is also insane is this, <laughs> is this versus that Will Smith tried to put together with Will Smith versus LL Cool J. Will Smith tried to make this happen. My question to you, is this a good matchup or is this the worst matchup you've ever heard <laughs> versus? It ain't the worst I've ever heard, but Will Smith definitely gonna go out there and get embarrassed. Nigga, LL Cool J fucked all the way up. Nigga, <laughs> ask some old heads about LL Cool J. Will Smith got some solid, some solid songs and the the, the get jiggy with it and the wow wow with shit. Like that's that's respectable. Miami, when in, yeah. But when you in that versus arena, all LL Cool J would have had to do was pull a Jada kiss, rapping that shit, nigga. Hit him with the I'm bad. Paul's come up out of the shirt, nigga. <laughs> had a cane go on, nigga. It would have been a long motherfucking day. And never Will Smith, nigga, they had to call Jada, nigga. Another, <laughs> like, get Jada in here to get this nigga up off of me, man. I don't know what he was thinking, like, thinking just, I guess since both of them movie or actors now, so right. 
But for the people that don't know, because uh, I didn't, and I wasn't really abreast, to, I had to ask. And if you don't know, ask somebody that was of age when LL Cool J was like doing his thing. Yeah, he was a shit, bro. Yeah, he was like, he was the first probably rap superstar. Like they, it, yeah. it, to equip, how it was explained to me, he was an old head said, think of how Lil Wayne was in his prime. He, like he was the first Lil Wayne. Mm. That was how he explained LL Cool J when he came out. And what the shirt off and walking with the boom box and the Kangol motherfuckers is like that's different. I haven't seen nothing like that before. Yeah, exactly. So that's nuts. Um, yeah, no, nah, the, the matchup isn't well, first of all, let's be clear. Will Smith does not have 20 bangers. Let's be very clear. He doesn't have 20. But he did say he had an unfair advantage because he has Jazzy Jeff. He has a DJ that he can play off of. And now if you think about it. Let's think about it. Look at look at the locks and what they did to Dipset. The locks put on a show. They had a, a, a legitimate show planned out with their DJ. They DJ was the low-key MVP of that versus. So if Will Smith can actually plan a real show with Jazzy Jeff and they play off each other, how they do it, blah, 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 then he might have a fighter's, a puncher's chance at beating LL if he puts on a better show. Cause we know LL got more records than him though. Yeah, LL got better records. And, and Jazzy Jeff ain't gonna save you. Jazzy <laughs> Jeff get threw out of there like he used to get threw out on Fresh Prince, nigga. He ain't gonna save you, nigga. Get out of here. <laughs> nigga really being disrespectful there. <laughs> LL do need to battle, go against somebody though. Like just, I, I can see that happening though on some real shit. I don't know if it will happen, but it needs to. That, that makes sense to me. He a legacy act, obviously. He's definitely a legacy act, but um, when that um, no, yeah, Will, is, Will Smith, is, he too gassed off of that book. He, he got the book out. He got the the, uh, really, the Serena movie. He's trying to get that Jada smoke off. Like anything That's where true. y'all niggas ain't talking about me and Jada and That's and true. Pop, it's, it's whatever. I don't <laughs> care about getting watched in the verses, nigga. Just let me get out of the house. <laughs> Just, let me get as far away from this red table and all of that talk as possible. Nigga, yeah, I sit here and get washed in the verses, nigga. Can we do 25 songs? I know he up 20 to five. I know he's up 20 to nothing. Can we do five more, though? Oh, shit. Hey, man, let us know, guys. Is Will Smith versus LL a decent matchup or is it a blowout like how we think it would be? On Deck TV show is the IG. Leave a comment. Um, and of course, youtube.com slash on deck TV. Man, if you're watching this, make sure you leave a comment and a thumbs up too. Bro, it's one of our favorite episodes of the year. We do this every year. Guess who's coming to dinner 2021? Like you said, we usually pick about three people in hip hop, in the hip hop space. It could be artist, producer, executive, wherever you want to do it. Um, and who we would have at our Thanksgiving table and why. Um, this is one of my favorite episodes of the year, man, but I'm gonna let you kick it off. Who is your first guest at your dinner table? First guest in my dinner table. This is going to be an epic dinner. Um, I didn't go back and listen to see if I invited any of these people before. Probably should have done that. But if I did, they're just a reoccurring guest. Uh, with the first one based off the series that's out, um, I wanted to be a big fan of it. Just didn't pan out that way, but I love big Meech at my table, giving me the ins and outs of, building the BMF empire and mm. getting that story over the 50 cent grooming his son into that role. And just the, the background role that he's playing now. And just some of the things that he's seen when they were at their peak in hip hop, I'm not really a fan of the story of they were growing up in Detroit. Um, I, that's cool for people that want to see it, but the, the very interesting part to me is the Atlanta era to mm. getting here and, and, and putting, a lot of rappers in the positions that they were in to do the things that they did. And I just love to hear that firsthand experience from Meech. So that would be the, the, the first person invited to my dinner this year, again, off the BMF series. You know, it's funny. I have somebody related to that series too, except I went with 50. Mm. And the reason I went with 50 is the transition that he's doing from rapper to TV mogul is unprecedented. We haven't seen it. Um, we've seen it in Hollywood. Yeah, he's got several television series on TV and not just with one network. <laughs> mm. So he's got them on multiple networks like Cube carved out a nice lane for himself when it came to movies, both acting and producing. I think Cube actually doesn't give enough, doesn't get enough respect when it comes to producing uh, movies on his end. Uh, P did it on the independent tip straight to DVD tip. And then, of course, you got Ice-T, LL, Bow Wow. They all acting and shit. 
but nobody, and I mean nobody in hip hop, has done the television production game the way 50 is doing it right now. In my opinion, he stuck the landing with BMF. He's got Snoop, the murder was the case joint on the way. He's got the original series with power and that whole universe going on. He's doing what Irv tried to do with Tails and use it as a launching pad to do other shit and take it to another level. But he just fell, he failed at it miserably because that Tails is trash with all due respect to Irv. I don't know how he keeps getting new seasons of that shit. I don't know what he, who, I don't know what he got on whoever is running BT or Viacom. He know where the bodies are buried or what. Nigga, but they keep green lighting him for that show, and it just isn't it. Hopefully, maybe one day it'll hit. But fuck that. 50 behind the lens is doing big things that we've never seen before. And it's an exciting time, dog. I, like, I can't even front. I don't even watch. And I'm co- just coming from somebody that doesn't watch all the power shit, bro. I don't watch all that. But I, I know that there's a big fan base forward, and there's, he's telling and weaving a story. He's on his Marvel shit, bro. He like doing hood Marvel shit right now. I can't do that but respect it. He's doing a good job. I will say that because I don't. He's doing something we haven't done before. Is actually what you meant to say. Who hasn't done before? No one has done this, bro. From hip hop, what produce a couple of shows? No, (laughs) you making (laughs) produce a couple of shows? No, I mean you're making it like the nigga was uh Stan Lee or something, dude. He's not. He own that. He the black Stan Lee, bro. Is he? I mean, if if. I'd love to see him build more into it. It's, it's where he started is great. I think that we do give 50, because I don't know if it's how 50 carries himself, but the expectation on a business aspect, I feel like is low. So the vitamin water thing hit us over the head and it's like, oh, I can't believe it. 50 sitting there, that. Yeah. Um, and, and of course it was embellished as well. But and the same thing with this. I, I, I respect 100% what he's doing. I want to see it continue to develop and hash out more before I label him uh, Stan Lee or Tyler Perry of hip hop. There you go. But uh, yeah, Tyler Perry hip hop. I think That's he just continued on, then, then he does it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I definitely like it and pay and love that he's paying attention to that space to even be developing it out. Yeah. Next, man, my dinner is going to run a theme here. So you'll see it as we go. Uh, but not a lot of artists, not a lot of people directly involved with hip hop. But some of the stories that we were told this year from behind the scenes. And one of the great ones for me was the documentary that came on that featured Haitian Jack. And Haitian Jack was telling the different tales about, you know, just his come up and behind the scenes stuff in hip hop. I think having Big Meech and Haitian Jack at a table talking shop and, and giving hip hop history behind the scenes, as people say, the streets, quote unquote, always run this industry is hip hop. Just hearing those stories, letting those two guys be at the same table. So my second invite would be Haitian Jack. What is the name of that documentary? I could not remember it off the top of my head that he, Deb and uh, Benny were in. Oh, you and Big U. Big U. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head either, but. I'll look it, was, it up it while you're talking about. That's what made me, uh, going back and looking at that, made me want to invite him. He was an epic storyteller, I feel like, in that series. And just getting him there and hearing more stories, uncensored and unfiltered, that would be fire, uh, in my opinion. So give me Haitian Jack. And it was called Hip Hop Uncovered. Hip Hop Uncovered. Yep, yep, yep. Now, I ain't mad at that. That would be definitely interesting. I need I need to get them Pac stories up out of Thanks. them uh, to see what really came of that. Uh, so, yeah, I ain't mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Um, for my second one, uh, I'm going to keep it on the mogul tip. Bro, Puff, I haven't had Puff on my table on any of these episodes. And this is why I got him on here this year. He was rumored to be dropping music this year. Not yeah, sure what if that's the album you was waiting on. You Listen, was waiting on that. Absolutely not. I you was, was not. waiting on that album. I, I'm not 100% sure that the rumor of him dropping music was true, but I do know for a fact that no one asked for new Puff music. I do know that. You, um, you was on this show and you asked for it. Never. I, and now, what I am asking for is for him to turn up what he got going over, on over at Revolt. Um, they just named a new CEO this year. Shout out to Detavio. I hope I'm saying that right. Samuels. Um, Revolt has been out since 2013, bro. And apparently it's in over 60 million households. And I don't know six people who watch it. And I think that's a problem. I can understand the first couple of years is going to be tough getting it off the ground, getting building buy-in. But bro, they need a flagship show. They need a lot of shit, dude. And they need, and they need to sit at my table so that I can talk to them about this. And Puff is the head nigga in charge. 
And so he's the person I need to holler at. Where's the flagship show on Revolt? Where's the sports center for Revolt, bro? Why didn't they put their bid in for Versus? Like, where, where were their antennas when Versus was up for sale, dude? Like, they need, they need to be in the mix for those type of plays. And I don't see them doing that. And what this new CEO is talking about, and he wants to be more heavily involved in like social commentary content, which is cool. But I think there's a big, big opportunity to be the ESPN of hip hop, be what the source was for magazines and hip hop back in the day. You can be that for media and hip hop if you're revolt. And I think they are dropping the ball. And so I need puff on my table so I can tell them this face to face. Social commentary. That, that scares me. It means and I don't want 12 hours of teen summit exactly. on revolt. That is not what I want to see. I agree with you though. I do think as it has played out, it looks like someone told Puff, man, you should get a TV station. And he was like, okay, I should get a TV station. And hadn't really thought about it since then. Exactly. Like he's on a, like trying to own an NFL team. And what's the next thing you do after you buy a TV station, whatever that is. I think that's what he's trying to do now. Like we know Puff moves and, and grooves a lot quicker than other people. So he probably was in and out on this quicker than you should have been because I'm, I agree with you. Um, ESPN of hip hop being able to go somewhere and get our news unfiltered the way that we should be able to hear it would go a long way in this culture. And I did It's right there to be able to be done. Who better to do it than puff uh, again, it's just not, not doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Especially from people like us who are looking for that type of content. It's just not, you can't find it. It's hard to find. It's, it's not flagship show. It was a great point that you brought up. There's nothing there that you know, like, well, this is the type of content I'm going to get. It's all over the place. And I hope the new guy comes in and he does what he wants, or excuse me, does what he's supposed to do as far as changing that narrative. I don't, Puff and Revolt said that they were trying to hire someone who looked more like us based off the previous CEOs, someone more in tune with the culture. So I hope we get there. I definitely do. Yeah, and because they they struggling right now. Like I, I just feel like for every major hip hop piece of content, their their name needs to be in the hat, bro. Like they, their name needed to be in the hat for BMF. It needed to be in the hat for Versus. Like it needs to. They need to be live streaming the the benefit concert, bro. Like for with Drake and J like they just they need to be there. Like you know when um you know when like an athlete when they when they like a sneaker free agent. And you got the usual suspects, nigga, trying to put that bid in. Like, you need to be in the conversation at least. Every uh, time. Every time, dude. <laughs> every hip-hop event, whether it's DMX's funeral, whether what, like whatever the case may be, you need to be in the mix for they're trying to get it streamed or they're trying to get it on a, on a network, bro. Because think if they had BMF. Think of, man, that, man, at least you get some eyes on it, bro. You in 60 million households for nothing. And that's where you, you turn those eyes into that social commentary that you want to have. Because people just because are people are going to want to be there. Like you're looking at BMF, you're looking at the different stuff that we have for our community. Now people are not going to feel forced to tune in for that social commentary, team summit type stuff that you want to do. Uh, mixing it up, giving you the candy and the medicine together, but give us something. And, and they, they got a they got an interview real quick before we get to the last guest. They have an interview show with Tigger and Rhapsody. Have you seen that? I seen clips. Man, bro, Rhapsody was in radio before. She's no, supposed I, to be I, I believe it, but they the guests that they have on the show do not match them. They were talking to ironically, I watched this the other day before he got killed, but they, they had an interview with Dolphin Key Glock. And they, bro, Rhapsody not riding around listening to Key Glock, bro. And, they, and you can tell in the interview, like it just doesn't look right. You remember how we used to look at Combat Jack? And it was it was best when they had like New York niggas on there because they all knew the hoods and the blocks that they were talking about. And we was we were flies on the wall of a conversation. But when he had nigga Yo Gotti on there, and you just spewing Wikipedia facts and shit. You could tell that he wasn't familiar. You could tell Big Tig and and, and Rhapsody weren't familiar with Key Glock and Dolph like that in order to have a real conversation with them, bro. Like they the guests weren't into it, and neither were the hosts. And I watched another episode, and they had a fucking um. Duke Deuce. And I'm like, bro, why is Duke Deuce talking to Rhapsody, bro? Like, come on, man. Like, they need <laughs> Like, come on, fam. I think that's a you thing, though. I don't know. I'm not sure. Again. It makes I for better conversation, man, when people are familiar with our fans, bro, in my opinion. It, it does. It, it does sometimes. But I, I, I will give you an example of great conversation. I'm not sure if you watch this, where you guys not familiar at all. And that's Mike Tyson on that hot box. 
Mm. Like when, when rappers go on that, sometimes he ain't familiar as shit, but it's still good. I don't know if it's because of Mike Tyson and they can't beat his ass or something and it's less like tension. Yeah. Or there's more tension. I don't know what it is, but I think that's completely opposite of what you said. But I do get it because sometimes on a combat jacket, we'll feel like, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm not really, everybody likes you and tells me that I should talk to you. So I'm going to talk to you and, and yeah. figure out as much information as possible. Don't, but the rest of it is natural conversation because they're more familiar with each other. But Mike Tyson, they don't, he don't be familiar with no goddamn body. It is just <laughs> the same. Like hey, that interview with Boosie was great just because like you never hear anybody talking with Boosie like it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But I, I, I definitely see what you're saying. The last one, the round mine out. Um, okay. We spoke about it a little earlier. You'll see the theme of mine in the last seat. Uh, it's Larry Hoover. Mm. I would love <clears throat> to hear some of the experiences that he's had over the last 20, 25 years and trying to be released, uh, even the process of being put in jail and some of the stuff that he's heard as to why they've continued to have him locked up. What he thinks about Drake and Kanye uh, speaking on his behalf. What he thinks about um, Jay Prince. Uh, and the efforts that have been done for him and why he thinks they're trying to keep, man, it was, it would be so many questions that I would have, especially with the pairing with big Meech and, and Haitian Jack. I don't know if he's, he's, well, I, not, I don't know. He's not on their level. I just like his storytelling, but I think Larry Hoover and big Meech and that whole table would be some very interesting conversations about the behind the scenes stuff for hip hop and, and things of that nature. So that would be my last one. I agree. I'm going to assume that he's giving Kanye the okay because his son has been, he's been with his son most of the time. His son was yeah. on Drink Champs. Uh, his son has been right next to Kanye for much of this talk. So they've been rolling. Yeah, they've been rolling. Yeah, I'm assuming he gave him the green light, but now that's a good one too because um, I do wonder what he thinks about all of this publicity that he's getting. Um, and we know in Chicago it's wild. So I don't know. I don't know what type of leadership or impact he would be able to make, but they need some though. Love to know what he thinks about it though. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, man, my last guest, um, I'm going to Memphis. I'm bringing Yo Gotti to the table. And here's why Yo Gotti is coming to my dinner. He's had a low-key, really big 2021. Real low-key. He inked a deal. His CMG label got a brand new bag from Interscope. Since then, Moneybag Yo had the highest selling album of the year for most of the year up until Drake and Kanye came out. He's been doing big things. He even Yo Gotti even bought a piece of the soccer club DC United, so he's getting a whole new type of circle. He is playing that CEO boss role to a T. All of his artists are successful, and he's and remember, this is not his first time being a boss when it comes to having people up under him. We've been following Yo Gotti for a long time. I'm gonna speak about that a little bit later on in my hip hop history. Um, but Yo Gotti has been a boss for a while and he couldn't really get the artists under him to his level. That day has changed. And I wanna know what it was that changed, what clicked, who was it that he got around that put him up on game. And then lastly, I wanna know his true feelings on the Dolph situation. I would be very interested to hear his perspective and not a real perspective. I'm not talking about with the cameras on and all that shit. Like, give me the real perspective on that situation if you have one to offer. But um, I would definitely have Gotti at my table because I just think it would be interesting to see what he's talking about. You know, I almost went Yo Gotti too, but I didn't want to uh, around this whole off situation. I didn't want to just throw that out there like that and had it be, people think that was the reason. But yeah, Yo Gotti is an interesting fella. Yeah. Uh, and he's a big 50 Cent fan who's at your table as well. Absolutely. So he gonna come. I'm gonna tell him fifth gonna be there, and he gonna pull up too. He gonna be hype about this shit. But Puff and Fifty don't fuck with each other, so there's gonna be definitely a fight at your dinner table. Listen, these niggas, them niggas did I I get money remix, man. They can sit on my table and break bread, literally. Puff has smashed his baby mama since then, though. He smashed. That might be tricky then. Yeah, like Puff might bring up with him. Just Just, what's up, Playboy? What's up, Curtis? <laughs> you gonna be disrespectful as fuck, too. Tough. Real I like that though, man. I, I like them three. Um, just for the recap, I got Yo Gotti, Fifty Cent, and Puff at my table, man, for Thanksgiving, man. And my three were Larry Hoover, uh, Jay Prince, and Combat. Oh, excuse me, damn Haitian Jack. I said Combat Jack because mm-hmm. you talking about Haitian. No, you said Big Meech. Uh, excuse me, Big Meech, Larry Hoover. And Haitian, Haitian Jack. Jack. 
I'm mad at that, man. Guys, let us know in the comments who would your three be if you were inviting someone and why. Uh, what we got? We got some wins and some losses, man. What we got? Absolutely, man. We got wins and losses. The first W goes to Young Dro, who claims that he made his debut album, gold album, best thing smoking in two hours. You believe that? No, I don't fucking believe that. Shout out to Dro. Bro, what were you stop, dude? You know, Joe does a lot of drugs, man. Time was probably altered and threw off. He thought it was two hours. He probably was on ecstasy was a real thing back then. Shit. He made this album. Uh it was really so, two yeah. weeks then. <laughs> probably was two or three days of recording like one song. Like it just all got jumbled up. So yeah. Don't do not believe this at all. <laughs> Not in the slightest. Two days is nuts. <laughs> Shout out to Young Dro. I was reading something that Vince Staple was talking about how Atlanta had the best rappers. He was like, a lot of niggas don't even talk about Young Dro, and he better than a lot of your favorite rappers from other places. Just talking about his wordplay and stuff. Young Dro, dope. If you ain't familiar with Young Dro, man. Go check Young Dro out, though. Dro that first album was tough. That first album was tough, and he keep a, a hit on deck. Facts. Every eight years. <laughs> uh, the next L goes to a little pump. He owes mm. the IRS, wait for it, $1.6 million from the time when Gucci gang was popping. So Riz up. If you don't want to see it, I will. Listen, J. Cole tried to warn him. Do he got $1.6 million? To pay out of pocket for something? No. No. Mm. Nah. They give him a they give him an installment plan. He pay, you think you think he got two fifty to break him off? He have to they'll that. probably let him bust it down to like two fifties. Oof, two fifty. The question is, where is he getting his next two fifty though? That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, pump is smoked. He ought to be able to go overseas and get a two million dollar bag. Maybe at Gucci game. Man, you gotta I'm, go to Dubai. <laughs> so I'm like, hey. you better go back in time, nigga, and not blow that motherfucking money he was making. He go over there record. Uh, he can go over there and perform with motherfucker two million times. Yeah, that ought to get him two million dollars. <laughs> Run it Jay, back one more time. <laughs> Jay Cole somewhere snickering like a motherfucker because he tried to tell his ass. Jay Cole might pay that for him. Yeah, absolutely, he better not. Nah, Jay Cole, that's the type of nigga Jay Cole is. That's some real shit. He told him about it, let you know, and I'm gonna pay this for you. Let them learn. <laughs> An elder bird man, former Stunner Island residence that he bought in Miami not too long ago. It sold for $33 million. And it's an L because Birdman sold it last year for, wait for it, 10 million bucks. Yikes. Um, he paid 12 million for Stunner Island, ended up selling it for 10. It isn't, it hasn't sold yet, but it just got listed for 33 million, and they are very confident that it will sell for 33 million. If I just sold it for 10 million last year, dude, and not even a year later, it's up for 33. If it sells anywhere close to that, I am all he the ran, way pissed off. He ran that motherfucker down, though. He did. He, so whoever put the work into it made it worth him 33 again. He couldn't get 33 because he ran it down. Like, hey, yeah, it, was, it was down bad out there. <laughs> <laughs> Plumbing don't work. Nah. He was doing way too much out there, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, like he, he ran that motherfucker all the way down. So uh, he didn't shit. give a fuck about fixing it up. So I get it. Um, hey, man, before we get to this on deck of the week, um, I mentioned the hip hop history. Uh, again, November is the very first ever hip hop history month. We spoke about Yo Gotti. It made me think of the time, shout out to Fate Eastwood, that we went to Memphis, rode to Memphis with, with Fate, and we went and chilled in Yo Gotti house. And Yo Gotti had, it, it was, I never forget this. This was probably like 05, 06. And Yo Gotti had the big dog crib, pool table, all the whole nine. But he was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is one of my houses, you know what I'm saying? We, and we were looking like one of my houses. What? He was like, yeah, I got another one on the other side of town. And then he had just came out with that Yo MTV Raps chain, but it said Yo Gotti. And he was like, yo, how this look? How this look, Slim? And we like, nigga, I can't see. Nigga, this motherfucker blinding the niggas. So like, my first time seeing rap money in person was at Yo Gotti's house a very, very long time ago, which tell you, one, how long he been at it, grinding, and two, how long he been getting money in the rap game? Because that was about, that was maybe like 05, dude, 06 at the latest, bro. Shit was crazy. Hey. I remember that shit like it was yesterday. 
I remember that. I definitely remember that. And those things stood out. But when the nigga wrote the check and he got the checkbook and it was like this. Then he pulled out the ledger, nigga. This was this was the nigga checkbook and he closed the motherfucker like that too. He had the big dog checkbook. Big boy bro. checkbook. That's when I knew he had real money. All that other stuff was cool. When he opened up the checkbook like that, like a goddamn encyclopedia, I was like, oh my God. That's the biggest. That was my biggest takeaway from it. I remember everything you said, but I remember that nigga pulling out that big ass checkbook, nigga. And... Damn, no guy ain't got a checkbook like that. What? what? Uh, he uh, he been on his boss. He been in that boss bag. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people talk that shit, but like he really owned it. He talked about how much he loved Fifty Cent, dude. Yeah, like he studied his shit. He was talking bro, about so. how small Fifty was. 100%. Yeah, it's it's no surprise he where he at. That's why I want him at my table on some real shit, bro. Shout but, out your Gotti, man. Absolutely, man. On decker of the month. Excuse me. <laughs> on decker of the week. We're going to YouTube, man. Shout out the new subscriber. One love three ninety six able. Shout out to them. And shout out to D-Dub commented on the last episode, what we're thankful for. He said, I am thankful for Wale. Keeping it going, despite not being as big of an artist as his talent would point to, he is still putting out great music that for Lauren too is in heavy rotation over here. Keep up the great work, fellas. Hashtag on Decker for life. Shout out D-Dub. We appreciate that comment. Appreciate that 100%. Happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. Absolutely, man. What uh, what you got to put me on? A lot of great TV. I seen it again this week, man. The, the season finale of uh, Foundation was great. The season finale of a uh, morning show, mm-hmm. got that on deck. Uh, but Mayor of Kingstown, mm-hmm. it's the same guy that did the show Yellowstone. Same showrunner Taylor Sheridan. I watched the first two episodes of Mayor of Kingstown, and that shit. It's legit. It's it mm. 100% legit. It is on Paramount Plus. If you have that app, it's worth it for that show. You can get in and get out month free, I think. Yep. <laughs> you can get out of there, but it's only $4.99 or something like that. But definitely Mayor of Kingstown, fire. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. I hope to get some TV watching done over the holidays. I am super behind on shit. Um, like, I ain't started Succession. I ain't started a bunch of shit. Bullshit with yourself about that Succession. This is true. I am run them five so quick. Yeah, I'm hot about that. Uh, and real quick too, I forgot there was another subscriber. Shout out to Tariq H. He subscribed to YouTube. Triple salute again. YouTube.com/slash on deck TV. The link is in the description. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. My put on. I went to Dave Chappelle's event on Sunday down here for his documentary screening. I don't know if he plans to go to different cities with this. But if he does, I highly recommend attending. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, he filmed a documentary last year during the quarantine when he held private stand-up shows in that small-ass city in Iowa or wherever the fuck he lives. He did several shows over the summer, and he documented the whole thing. Hmm. And he brought in comedians from all over the world like big dogs. He was doing shows every day. The nigga did 55 shows over the summer, brought a lot of money to the community. Long story short, he documented all of it and was going to have that documentary played at a bunch of film festivals. But then when he came out with that last special, people tried to blackball him. The film festivals denied his movie. So he decided to take matters in his own hands and he played the movie for, I don't know, a million motherfuckers at State Farm Arena on Sunday. But it was dope though because Chris Tucker came out first and did a little stand-up. Then Jeff Ross came out and roasted people in the crowd. And then they played the movie. And then after the movie, Dave Chappelle came out, which a lot of people didn't know if he was there or not. He did like a little stand-up bit. And then he brought out a bunch of musical artists. To that, So it turned into like a show. And so like Usher, a bunch of people from Atlanta, Usher, Jeezy, T.I., 21 Savage, 2 Chains, Killer Mike, Monica, See, like a whole bunch of people came out and just like did like medleys of songs and shit. It was super dope. No cell phones were allowed, so everybody was paying attention. <laughs> so like everybody was into it. Real good energy, real big crowd. If they come to a city near you, man, I would definitely suggest going to it. And the documentary was fire too, by the way. I ain't know nothing about that. I definitely would have hit that. Man, you'd had a good time too. It was super turned up. My gal, listen, when he came, when he was like, Y'all mind if I bring out some of my friends? 
And I went, yeah. And he was like, okay, Atlanta, stand up. And then Usher came out and my gal screamed in my ear because she loves fucking Usher. I was like, relax, calm down. But then when he brought 21 out and I thought Drake was going to come out, I screamed like a gal, but then he didn't come out though. So I was like, fuck. So I, I, you know, I, I let it slide because I understand. Put your beanie on stage, didn't you? I would have. Listen, because <laughs> he because he came out to that knife talk, and Drake is Drake is was in Atlanta last week. So yeah, nigga, I, I thought he was like, uh, he was an Onyx bartender. You see what I'm saying? So that he, means he, he had time uh, to come out to this Dave Chappelle shit. I'm hot. He pull up. He he and he rented out Dave and Buster's for future birthday. You really? I wonder which one. Um, Marietta. And cop, yep, Marietta, yeah, the one we went to to watch your boy, your Super Bowl get your boys take the L in the Super Bowl that time. I don't recall that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go to that show, man. If if, if tickets come near you, and also check out that Kid Cudi documentary on uh, Amazon Prime. If you've ever wondered what's the big deal with Kid Cudi, like I don't understand, I don't get it. Check that documentary out, man. You'll understand. No way. Wait, what? What did you understand, boy? I know. I already knew. I'm just. This is for the people that don't know. <laughs> I already got it. What about the people that don't care about Kid Cudi? Should they check it out? <laughs> what about those people who give a flying fuck about him? Should they check it out too? Yes. If you want to better understand it, if you never understood why he was popular, it'll explain it. He'll get it. And it's well done too. I fuck with his acting though. How to Make It of America is criminally underrated. That is a fact. It was something he played in something else too. I can't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. It wasn't as good as that was not guys let us know what your thanksgiving plans are leave a comment leave a happy birthday to the lou in the comments as well man have a good one this weekend watch you guys lose by 20 25 i'm gonna go ahead and put it out there uh enjoy 40 to 20 is the score enjoy your turkey fried smoked roasted wait them cowboys i'm fucking That's it up man hey man until the next time guys we out yep. <laughs>